Hello again, world. It's Double S right here. I got Zilla on the phone. Welcome. Welcome back for everyone that's been with us for a while. Welcome to episode four of the Masterclass. Zilla, say something to the people. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are in this world listening. Appreciate you. Thank you for spending time with us while we chop it up, share some facts, and at the same time, laid out some opinions of how we see or felt that things should have been or should be, because life is all about opinion. If we live in a democracy where we're supposed to be and have the right to say how we feel and that, and we can't, then it's not much of a democracy. So, yeah, some people is not going to happy with some of the things we talk about. Some people are going, I go, because the, the part about this masterclass and the whole idea is to provoke people to think. So if you've got a mind to think, and we want to work with this team, consequential thinking, and at the same time we have to put a twist to it. If you change your mindset, you change your circumstances, and hopefully by the time we get to the end of this series, your your mindset will change so you can change circumstances. So, yeah, again, thanks for listening. And at the same time, I'm going to cheeky to say like and subscribe and spread the love. Well, I also have an announcement to make for all the folks at home. Um, Tuesday, Tuesday, the 5th of September, we went live on all platforms. I'm just going to state everything we're available on right now. The Masterclass is now available on Apple Music. Oh, sorry. It's now available on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. Once again, shout out to Red Circle for hosting our podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, the link in the description will be for the exclusive access for only £10 a month. That's right, £10 a month. And for all my international fans, that's $13 a month. You get, to see, you get access to exclusive content. But yeah, guys, thank you guys so much. Like I said, we're on all major platforms now, so there's no excuse. You know, you can listen to us on your way to work, on your break. In, in the exclusive content, we're going to include an email address and a um, social media address where you can link up directly if you want to ask any questions and we give you the answers straight off the jump. So let's make it an interactive thing for those people who pay and subscribe and... Yeah, we make we make a grand journey, a grand time out of this thing and just enjoy life to the fullest. And like I said, if you change your mindset, you change your circumstances. So, without further ado, let's kick off episode four. And the topic for today, for this episode, will be education. Yes, sir, the education system. So, you want me to start with my experience or you want to kick us, kick us off today? No, nah, man, you go with it and then we can flow in, in and out of the whole thing and just have a conversation about it all right guys so um double s speaking and um i'm gonna just be really blunt and honest with you lot and just a quick disclaimer this is an explicit episode so if you got your parent listening just pop in your headphones pop in your airpods they don't want to hear this explicit content trust me trust me and if they're okay with listening to it then turn up the volume let everyone hear it pump up the volume anyway so I'd say my school experience probably starts, uh, where would you say it starts, Dad? I'd say it starts, well, I don't know. Where, from what, primary school or? I'm talking like, when I say education, I don't mean like, like year one reception. I mean like, when. Oh, you're 
talking about the, the year seven thing? No, no, way before that. I'm talking like when the school take a notice. I want to take it back to gifted and talented before we get to oh, year seven. Oh, okay, so you were going to, there was a, a nursery called St. Andrew's Memorial Nursery. Big up, Wilsden, NW10. Yeah. So, um, Auntie Pauline was the lady who runs that thingy there. And, you know, old school Jamaican people, they've got this staunch way, but she was fair. She likes to, I mean, all of the people that were there, all the aunties that were there, they was quite nurturing and... It was a big got, family. They've got vision. So for me, it was the best place for you to be. So that kind of set you to the standard where when you go to primary school, you already have a foundation and you were based. So you were learning Spanish. Um, there was, you do a lot of plays. So I'm not surprised that at this stage in your life, you become a rapper because you had the opportunity to write poems and recitals and all of these things after before you went to primary school. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's a fact. We did a nativity play. I think we still got on VHS somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, so yeah, we're talking about when we come back from Germany. It was 2007, so it's around. So it's that start 2007, leading into 2008, and then. I think 2009, 2009, 10 you start St. Andrew and St. Francis. So, yes. And then bear in mind, Kimani, before that, she was old. She never went to St. Andrew and St. Francis because she used to go to um, a kindergarten in Germany. So yeah. she was already been diagnosed with the gifted and talented um, badge. So in that when we come back to England, there was no settings for it. But yeah. then when we went to um, uh, St. Andrew and St. Francis, big up to Miss Trenchfield, she saw the the potential and she highlighted to the point where she followed her from foundation to year one. I wanted to go to year two and then the school barred her. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. So then when you gone there, it was the same thing. She took on the mantelpiece and think, whoa, so... There was two now instead of one. Mm. So yeah, 2007-2008, that when the whole thing jumps up. But I just want to cut in here and say that um, I know every school, I know every country's education is different. But I think I think I don't want to mis be misquoted here, but I think Yard Jamaica. I think you you can jump years, yeah, if you're academically available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause in Jamaica. You're more advanced in in terms of the curriculum than here. In Jamaica, it's not no national curriculum where everybody has to be at the same level. If you're smart enough and you're good enough to be, you will always jump a year. Or I remember when I was going to primary school, if you're in... So in Jamaica, they don't call it year, they call it grade. So if you're in grade four... Yeah. You would skip grade five uh-huh. and go to grade six and you would spend two terms in grade six and then you would get all the attention. So you end up in spelling B, you would do all, you would get extra, extra so they call it evening class. So when school finishes, you spend an extra hour and a half at school, getting extra train, extra maths, extra English, all the stuff that you need to equip you for high school, you will get all of that extra if they, if you see the potential. So it was never this thing where everybody mm. has to be on the same level, like how England does their, their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. 
landed in primary school me and my sister gifted and talented and um you know it was after a while school just kind of got boring like even like you know sometimes there's a kid that has like a major thing happen to him like a kid might break his arm or be in a sling or whatever and that kind of just takes him away for me that was kind of just it was a challenge but it wasn't really much of a challenge like school was boring for the most part like i was in year one doing year three work and it was still boring you know what i mean it was just basic for me i'd say the only hurdle i never had in school from year one all the way to year 11 was algebra it just putting letters and maths threw me off you know what i mean and okay. I, it just threw me completely off so um yeah just fast forwarding a little bit you know finished um what's the word Finished primary school July, June 2016. Started Phoenix, West London, Shepherd's Bush to be exact. Isn't that 2016? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. 2016. Get caught up before that. Started September 2016. Got kicked out by, I want to say... Ja October. Yeah, October 2016. It was like six weeks after you started, they kick you out. Yeah, yeah, but even... You're supposed to go to Peru until January, they take you back and it never happened. Yeah, but even that, when I was at Phoenix, I was bunking in class. I found it so boring. Uh, you got to remember, the biggest thing for a kid that's 12 turning 13, all you want to do is, whoever you went primary school with, you're trying to go high school with them, innit? Yeah. Or else you got to restart the whole friendship process. And like, everyone knows that it's hard for me to even talk to people now. So imagine as a 12-year-old, introverted as shit, it's not going to work. So... Yeah, didn't really know one, met a couple of friends, wrong crowd, whatever, got kicked out of school. Man went pupil referral unit, but that's Brent River College down in Kingsbury, Stag, Stags Lane, shout out my people them, HA night. Yeah, so went down there, but it was like, used to have meetings like every two weeks, car. They see what man's doing in the lessons, no one's really as able as me. And literally, all I'm telling them is like, yo, you get me an algebra teacher, I'll do my GCSEs now. Cause that was the plan, innit? Like, yeah. do my GCSEs in year seven and then just do college and then whatever the hell. Because want, they wanted me to go get the highest qualification in maths. I don't know what it is, whether it's a master, a PhD, don't know. Okay. But that was just where the ability was at. Yeah, as far as my education is PhD. Yeah, so they wanted me to get like a PhD in mathematics. And at the age and my current understanding for a 12-year-old, it was very achievable. Because I'd be in a class with people 10 years my senior, but, you know, like, it just made sense. So, I mean, once again, big up Stagley, and I got no problem with the people at Brent River College. They're like family to me, but for me, 12-year-old kid, I, I just like the fucking God's honest truth, and I don't like nothing else but it, so... You're telling me you're going to put me back in school, that's calm. But you're telling me, oh, yeah, we're going to make sure this happens for you. But you know, it's not your decision, isn't it? you got to relay the message to someone else. You've then got to ask someone else. And But anyway, that fell through. Manstelin, Prue, XYZ, went on a little rebellion year, year eight. Went back to Crest Academy down Neasden uh, for year nine. That went well for like seven months last month. Literally two weeks before my six-week break to take me into year 10. Got kicked out for fighting. Rare, rare, rare. Whole bunch of other stuff. But once again, was still eligible to do my GCSEs early. Mm. 
still predicted to get all A's and whatnot, whatnot. So anyway, going back to now, I've gone to Key Stage Four, Peru. That's down uh, Blackbird Hill. Yeah, that's the one that my older brother Mike C, as you lot know, him, that's the one he went to years pr- prior. So man's there now, and Year Ten was like Year Ten was easy, wasn't really nothing. But then it was. You gotta remember, in a pre, there's not really like no borders. Like in normal school, you're separated from the grade one, the grade two, the grade three. You feel me? Yeah. Like you're in different classes. In pre, there's so little of us that I was in class with people that were in year nine when I was in year seven. So I'm expected to keep up, and because I'm just academically there, I'm keeping up and I'm surpassing them. So, but you gotta remember, I'm years younger than all these people. So when they're leaving, like leaving to go college and they've, they've had their graduation and whatnot, they got their results, man's only going into year 11. So the first like three months, I'm, I'm kind of like in a low point. I'm like, bro, I should be done with this place. Everyone I came in the building with years prior, they're all gone. So, but then I was like, cool. My girlfriend started taking it, started doing the academic thing. I was like, all right, cool. I'm a pattern up. And then what? I think about two weeks later after I made that decision, this coronavirus bullshit hit. Okay. But because we're meant to be vulnerable students and the teachers, because it's a council school, yeah. all the teachers are classified as um, key workers. So everyone had to be at school anyway. So for a lot of people, when you talk to them, that was the most depressing year that I was at school. Like I remember catching a bus from Halsden all the way to Wembley and getting there in five minutes because there's no one to get the bus. The bus driver's got his mask on, it's just me on the bus. So, an amazing time. If you didn't experience it, you'll never you'll never know anything like it. It was, it was strange. So, um, yeah, I went to school that year, but we couldn't even do, like, a, a proper GCSE, like, everyone's in the hall, quiet, shut your mouth pen paper you know the desk thing where the desk are certain no we did none of that it was all what you're predicted to get but because you know me sometimes when i just don't care when i find something else to do i drop whatever i don't want to do so by the time i found by the time i got in year nine music was what i was really on so it was like if man's got to miss every class to be in music all day i'm doing that so my predicted grades dropped just off me not being in classes and them not knowing my ability, still doubting me, whatever. So ended up passing off my prediction. Uh, year 11, went college, dropped out, said it wasn't for me. And I think that kind of takes us up to the current day, you know what I mean? But you lot can use that story and interpret it, car. Nah, man, like me now looking back, it's like, bro, I can't. I can't have no conversation with no one that hasn't gone through something like that. Like, all my friends, they're at least 10, 20 years older than man. They're at least... And majority of the people I speak to on a day-to-day basis, they all never went to school. Like, you know what I mean? Zilla on the phone here, he dropped out grade five. My other brethren, he dropped out in, like, year three. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just everyone i don't i don't know how to explain it but it's just so, that's uh, my story I, I, I'll, I'll jump in just to put some facts to this thing so because look we've been sold a dream and a treat which 
it is it's got its pros and it's got its cons. Yeah. So if education's been around from the beginning of time, but then there was this particular system that was created and then all of a sudden everything based from that. Yeah. In nineteen oh three, John D. Rockefeller created the educational board and in his one of his quotes in his statement he says he need a nation of workers, not a nation of thinkers. Yeah, that's a fact. So straight off the jump, I can understand because at that time we going into the industrial age and at the revolution, the Henry Ford and Carnegie, um, all of these people, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 that space there where yeah, it's about okay. I don't need you to think. I need you to work. Yeah, that's what I'm paying you for. And at that time, most people wasn't educated anyway. It was more slavery. You just abolished around there, and people still finding their own. They creating work unions and all of these things. Because when slavery abolished, the slave was the skilled people. Yeah. So imagine if you got all of these skilled slaves now taking over the job and you not benefiting from their labor, they whatever money they make, they taking it home with them to them and their family. Yeah. So there's a, a union created all the anyway, we're not it's not we're not saying that to say oh we're talking about slavery, we're just saying the facts of what it is. When slavery abolished the skilled people that was out there, it was all the slaves because they was the one who were doing all the work. That's a fact, yeah. So yeah, then when when it comes down to it, no, John D. Rockefeller didn't need no. They didn't need you to think. They needed to work. So if yeah. you couldn't put in the work, you you're not interested in nothing you have to offer. Yeah. So yeah, for me it was more of a understanding how the thing works. But then fast forward now into a time like this, I me personally, yeah, I think it's time we do away with the whole school system. We can't compete if we don't change the way the system works or the way it runs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we've gone through different ages. We've gone through the Algerian age, the agriculture age, the manufacturing age, the dot-com age. We know in our information age, and now we're crept into artificial intelligence age. Yeah. Now, all the other ages, and uh, let me say this before I go any further, with what I'm going to say. People always fear the unknown. They're taught to. Changes is inevitable. And in order for you to affect change, you have to be a part of it. Instead of talk about it, be about it, because that's the only way you can go about it. Now, when we talk about change, I'll, I'll use this as an example, right? Yeah. So, in 1897, Mm There was a fleet of um, a, a, a fleet of sixty electrical cars in America. They were taxis. Yeah. In New York City, right? Okay. And the reason why electrical cars never take off a hundred and something years ago because it was expensive to produce and to run. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. A hundred and something plus years later. Yeah. We back to the same old principle of doing electrical because combustion engines in the 1920s was easier to produce than electrical cars. Yeah. A hundred and something years later, we're back to the same old model from 1808, um, from, 1898, from 1897, 
Yeah. We now back into this electrical car thing. So what if about we did talk or if we did focus on the infrastructure then? We would have had fucking floating cars by now. But then think about this from this perspective. Bear in mind them days you have invention of push bike, some people call it bicycle. Yeah. Then you have ass and carriage. So think about from this perspective, right? Yeah. When you've got that carriage, you've got the metal smith. You got the peace person who build the coaches. You got the people who bred the horses. Yes. Yeah. So when cars been invented, all them people went out of business. Imagine the uproar. Yeah, it's true. Cause free, one manufacturer is now kicking free manufacturers out of business. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, it's true. But then, a hundred and something years later, mm-hmm. cars are here. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, awesome cars is still around, but it's now of a fashion thing. Like you're getting married, you want to be in the awesome carriage getting driven down the road. On some Cinderella shit, yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, this is the way of life, you travel on an awesome carriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. them days are done. They're not even made for the road no more. There you go. So at some point, you're going to have petrol cars. Yeah. But it's going to be like a Sunday drive. Or you're going to convert it from petroleum to biofuel or something, something, something. So you yeah. can have your combustion engine still. Uh-huh. So electric car, electric car is going to be the car. And then if we fast forward a bit, think about virtual reality a few years ago. Okay. A few years ago, virtual reality was a big uproar as well. Because like, oh yeah, you know, we creating a fake universe and blah, blah, blah. And people is going to get bullied in there and you talking to your avatar. And all of a sudden, <laughs> virtual reality, you know, crept into your everyday life. Yeah. And it's the same thing that is going on now with um, the artificial intelligence. There's a big uproar. Oh, yeah, it's going to be smarter than... Absolutely no freaking way um, um, artificial intelligence is going to be smarter than a human being because this is a human being who created the damn thing. But then, just to stick a pin in there, they have created some bots in the past five years that they just test out on social media and yeah. all of them go down because the bot is just... It's programmed to just download information that the you that people tell it. But it's, and then it, it learn from from the behavior. Yeah, and then it starts learning all these slurs and everything, and then it's just you know what I mean. Yeah, because it was is a man who program. So this is where we all right. So Shakespeare born in the eighteen hundreds, right? I think so. Yeah. So he died over four or five hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah, all right. You young people speak in emojis and... To me, that's hieroglyphs, because the word hieroglyphs mean language unknown. Okay, okay. So think about 150 million years ago or 150,000 years ago. Yeah. In Kemet, or now known as Egypt. Yeah, but real ones know it as Kemet, though. Eh? Real ones know it's Kemet, though. Real ones know Kemet. Yeah, yeah, so what I'm saying is, and the, in the pyramids and all of that stuff, yeah. you've got pictures and letters, right? Uh-huh. So, a hundred and something years later, emoji is now the same thing that them people was using on, the, on, on, on tablets and wolves. Years ago. It's only like, like electric electronic farm. Yeah, it's a fact. So, the older people don't understand, because if I don't have a phone, how do I understand what emoji thingy means? 
You don't. You don't have to explain that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I gotta break it down. So, if we're in a uh, so in England, especially London, we've got so much diversity over thirty something different languages and different slang, and everybody go to the same school and know people from around the way, and they pick up little slang and little language here and there and blah blah blah. Yeah. How do you still teach Shakespeare in school? I don't, but I, I don't know. Like that's the one lesson I used to get kicked out of. Or you see, history, blah. I don't, don't teach me about no Macbeth, no Shakespeare, and no fucking slavery. Don't do none of it. I'm not interested in none of it. But the the the, the problem with that is yeah, because you see, what are the things I have a problem with, right? Yeah. If English is your first language, uh huh, how the hell? Do you fail your first language? Cause it's not about it's about ain't I don't even know though I don't know. It, 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 here's a problem with it. Yeah. Shakespeare language is more of a, a, a pash talk, right? It's like the way they say things. They probably have two different meaning in today's day. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You've got a dictionary from the 1960s and the 1970s and 80s, yeah. Yeah. Compare it to the to today's dictionary yeah they're all the words that different me it's like back in the days yeah and i'm and this is i'm not saying this to take off to make it an offense to anybody i'm just using it as a a, a quotation okay so the word gay yeah back then meant happy mean, mean happy yeah yeah no gay mean that you're you're one of the lgbt plus um, community, right? Yes, yes. And different words and different things, they've got different meaning over a period of time. Yeah, like, I, I got one I just found out, like, three hours ago. So, you know how we spell Queen today? Q-U-E-E-N. Yeah. The original spelling of the word is Q-U-E-A-N, and that means whore, prostitute. Okay. So, every time you're calling someone a queen, you're calling them a slut. J bag, okay. yes, really. So, all right. So here's so there's a name called Saint Clair, yeah. Saint Clair, yeah. Yeah. So before that word amalgamated into Saint Saint Clair, yeah, it was Saint Clair. It was two separate words. Yeah. So as you can see over time, things will change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So thou, the, all of these words. Have no change into V and all the other stuff. So what I'm saying is, we still teaching these people about these old dialects. Yeah. And then when you come on to GCSE, mm -hmm. how do you feel, young? Because none of the crap that you're saying back then is relevant today. Because are you going into your workplace talking about oh thou art thou and all these bollocks? No. Absolutely not. So and um, and I've, I've I've got some facts to share with you. Okay. And this is from bbcnews.co.uk, and this is on the 24th of August, 2003. Okay. It says, tens of thousands more 16-year-olds than last year will need to reset their English and math GCSE exams. Oh, shit. More than... 167,000 students in England receive grade 3 or lower oh God. on their maths paper. Yeah. About 21,000 more than in 2022. 
while 38,000 more, 172, fail English and English language in the highest number in a decade. And this report come out, what, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, that report comes out the 24th of August, 2023. Oh, right. So this is what I'm saying to you. That begs to differ if somebody have an opinion. Like, I understand that people want to keep culture and all of these things, but all I'm saying is yeah. the old mantle is not working. Yeah. That, that monarchy there, okay, cool, it's, it's the way it works. So when, when we... When we we wonder why young people feel their GCSEs, it's because of foolishness. Yeah, literally. Here's one of the things that I find difficult. Because in everything we do, we have to compete, right? Yeah. So think about this. Are we going to use a average, just a, a, a figure, just to, either, uh, just to point out the point that I'm trying to make here? Yeah. In a, say, for example, in our school year, you've got 600,000 people, pupil that goes to school for the year in, in, the, in, in the UK, right? Yeah. There's 100 jobs. Okay. And so out of 600,000 people, there's only 100 people can get that job. Yeah. So if you're not in the top 100 out of the 600,000, that job ain't used. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So how are you now, say, you competing in the world and you're claiming that your education is the best, you got the number one status and you're trying to compete with all the other countries? Because when you look at it, yeah, people worried about um, robots taking over and all of these things. Yeah. So here's a fun fact for people who worried about robots. Yeah. We can't look at it because I'm at the age now where... I can't really work as hard as I would like to because age and limitations and body's not, the heart is willing but the flesh is weak as a saying that we use quite regularly in Jamaica. Yeah. So if you understand it from this perspective, yeah. the, the children, who's going to be the men and the women of tomorrow? Yeah. Society junk up on this power tripping by misleading the children, mm-hmm. sending them to prison. Yeah. And you teaching them a history or a way of life that they can't survive in 10, 15 years time when they become an adult. Yeah. Because if you think about it, uh-huh. 10, 15 years from now, most things are going to go on autonomy, right? So it's going to automate it, right? Yeah, yeah. So imagine in the factory, you got robots in there working 24 sevens. Yeah. That means it's going to break down, right? Of course. So... You need people to service these robots. Yeah. You're going to need people to build software. You're going to need people to program these robots because the robots can't program itself and the robot can't fix itself. Yeah, it's true. So you're going to need a a programmer. You're going to need computer programmer. You're going to need software developers. You're going to need program and pro. You're going to need robotic people to build robots. So why don't we change the curriculum into the... We're moving into autonomy age, automated age. Why don't we now change so we can adapt to the thingy? Because if we play catch-up, all of the country who is developing up quick and fast, like China and most of the Asian country and all of these things who are plowing money into this thing, they yeah. know the competition. Mm. 
and you still paying ketchup. So your economy constantly getting drained because you're still stuck into the whole way of life because it works for you and it sounds good on paper. Yeah. But realistically, you're not competing with nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like when, they, when they talk about the Maslow and the Maslow hierarchy and um, Karl Marx hierarchy, right? The what? So there's a hierarchy system. Okay. When you go higher education, you learn about um, um, a Maslow hierarchy. Okay. And basically, it's a pyramid. Yeah. And you place your needs at whatever stage. Okay. So in Maslow hierarchy, I can't remember it exactly where um, line for stage to stage, but education was way high up on his um, thingy. Okay. Because uh, Maslow wasn't no poor dude. He had made he had all of these people, right? Yeah. So he was just trying to prove to his parents that he's not a bum. Yeah. Now, put the homeless man in that scenario. His priority is going to be where he's sleeping tonight and where he's getting a hot meal from. Education was never going to be at the top of his pyramid. Of course. So you have to understand you place your needs to the circumstances that you're in. Yeah. We saying if we trying to say we're the number one and we're one of the best, we're in the number one economic block and we can't compete, we're always going to get our ass kicked by everybody else who see the thing and think, okay, you know, we, like, you got visionaries like Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, um, uh, what's the better from, from Elon Musk. Yeah. All of these people were visionary, Kanye West, Jay-Z. Would you classify Marcus Garvey as a visionary? Yes, but he's not with us anymore. Okay. Oh, yeah. Le living visionaries, yeah. We're talking about living and visionary who is creating the future for us as we speak. Okay, yeah. Because now you've got Meta who coming up with all of these. Remember, they come up with virtual reality and all of these things and blah, 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 yeah? Yeah. So now they saying, okay, we know we're going to get the red tape chuck at us and we're going to get government and blah, 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 blah. But they're still pushing ahead because that is their vision. That's their reality we're living in. Yeah. So if we're not teaching the children how to understand that this is what you can create, you can see your vision turn into a reality. Yeah. That, well, the last episode we talk about um, chasing dreams, right? Yeah, that's a fact. So you can turn that dream into a reality. So when you get to it 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever time you get there, you are the person who created this thing to live in it. Everybody's living in your world. Yeah. So they are the visionaries. But because they was put in a position where it's their idea, they're putting it out there and challenging everybody to that. But because they're more powerful than the government, yeah. so to speak, yeah, the government has to literally bend to their will because they're creating this thing that the government even is going to live in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear that. So the point I'm making is we need to do away with the whole school system and put it in place so everybody can benefit from it. Because one thing I don't like about school. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. Okay. For school who taught you the basically give you the tools for you to survive when you get to an adult stage, right? Yeah. It's funny how school only teaches you how to work for the money indirectly. Yeah. Indirectly. Never teach it directly because it doesn't even talk about it in that sense. Yeah. So it, it doesn't teach you how to spend it. Yeah. Look after it. Uh -huh. Invest it. Yeah. How money works for you. We know nothing about how to compete with different economic blocks. Children should be with different economic, um, 
learn different lessons and to me personally yeah. instead of this individual thing teach them about the plastics group economics yeah because your strength become my strength my strength become your strength so now we're in a tag team where we can piggyback each other and make the thing more work faster instead of take 10 weeks to do it we can do it in two days yeah you know what i'm saying yeah i hear that now instead of that they punish use you for the mistake you make but mistake is the only way you're gonna learn son yeah yeah. So if you get the sum wrong, oh, yeah, and they, okay, you get it right to a point. This is where you go wrong. Mm. But if you can't explain that to the person, then all of a sudden they build up this anxiety. And this is one of the classic examples, and I've had it with you, so I'm going to talk from my experience. Okay. Kimani is gifted and talented. Yeah. You are gifted and talented. Yeah. Fool's a smart dude. Um, Kimani, Shireen. Michael. Yeah. Now. Big up Shanti. Big up Shanti. Right? And big up Shanti Madani. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Between the six of you. Uh-huh. Everybody who study that school and go to. Um, you will do all of the mock tests and all of these things. So that's a build up to the, the actual exam, right? Yeah. Why do you anxious when you walk into the exam now? Uh, that's that's the type of energy that's in the room, isn't it? No, it's the punishment of the mistakes. So you walking in, they don't want to feel. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So no matter how much you did well on the mock test, and because remember, the mock test was this thing that's supposed to set you off, so you can be in the place where okay, I've mashed up the mock test. I get a ninety-six or a ninety-eight, so I know I can smash a hundred out of it to get the A plus or the A star. Yeah. You come out of the freaking exam thinking, I know I didn't do well. Mm. Only because you panic, because that's it, it been drummed into you for such a, every time you make a mistake, they tell you off, or you get a slap for it, or you get punishment, or you're sent into the room by yourself, or you, you, and you exit, uh, you, 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 you've been excluded out of class for a couple of days, and blah, blah, blah. Why? So why have you been punished? Because the only way you're going to learn is if you make mistakes, because nobody's perfect. Yeah. And those are some of the things. Because, oh, the school have to have this motto and this principle, blah, blah, blah. So I know suffer for it because, oh, this is not all the way our policies work and blah, blah, blah. And you don't want to look like, oh, yeah, and then you have these stupid people called Ofsted who now go around there and say, oh, the school is in special measure because everybody's not meeting the national curriculum. Like, seriously? So everyone's getting judged off a national curriculum, not as individuals. It's crazy. So the smart ones get, get become unsmart, and then the one who's not smart even fall behind because everybody's now thinking, oh, shit, I can't be asked with this bullshit. Because it's coming like it's an oppression instead of learning. Learning's supposed to be fun, not the other way around. Yeah. Why people bunk off of school? Because it's not fun. It's a fact. <laughs> it's not. It's not. The best day at school... Something like that, yeah. Nine years old. So now we saying we can acknowledge that our children are smart from a very tender age, but then we put them in an institution that don't know the children like we do, yeah. and because they have a set ways out to do things, yeah. they don't take. All right, there's thirty children in our class. You got a supply teacher 
and on Menti, obviously, they can't do the one-to-one thing. So the only way you can benefit, unless you got the £35,000 a year to send your child to a private school. Yeah, yeah. And as an average worker who's making that money a year... You don't have that. When are you going to get yeah. you up in a private school for 35 bucks a year when you only... You don't even make that for the whole year. Because it's on paper you made 35 grand, but after tax and national insurance, what 35 grand are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's non-existent. It's non-existent. But yeah, that's a fact. 30 30 students in a class, one teacher, and a TA, yeah. Yeah, so you can't get no special attention if you're struggling. So automatically, you get aced out, you get kicked out, you end up in Peru if you start misbehaving because you can't just get the younger way. Because remember, everybody learn different. Yeah. So some people are going to, and then some people is very questionable, like myself. Mm-hmm. Because I've got an analytical brain and, I'm very, and I've got photographic memory, yeah. everything that doesn't make sense, I need to ask you the question here, yeah, but I don't understand. Explain it instead of telling me I'm disruptive. Yeah. And then you start putting labels on it, oh, you have ADHD, and I'm not saying people don't. Yeah. Or because I can't understand the damn thing you're teaching me because you're explaining it a way that I don't make sense, you tell me I'm dyslexic. What the ass? <laughs> what the ras indeed though it's true it's true but then so, but then then just to stick up in there if if what we're saying is john d rockefeller said he wants a nation of thinkers he wants a nation of workers, workers not, a nation of thinkers. not a nation of thinkers sorry and now we're saying that the school the education system is there to in a sense, corrupt your child's mind through education. It's doing the same thing that my man asks for. So it's then... telling you you to be smart. It's telling you, oh, yeah, you need to do this so you can get a good job and get a pension and retire. So what So what I'm going to... The question I have to ask you, because obviously I remember growing up, I remember after school we used to take in like a lot of other people's kids and have the whiteboard and do a lot of extra education at home. But yeah. it doesn't seem like that's common like i've never met i haven't met someone else that done, has done has ever had that experience in this country so from because i grew up from a very hard hitting rough background right yeah beautiful jamaica uh-huh my parents wasn't involved in my life that much mm-hmm. i don't know what situation my mom was in so the best person that she think would be the right person to make sure that zilla is okay yeah. To send me to my dad. Yeah. My father was 54 years old when I came into his life. When I went to see my dad, he's already 59 years old. I was five years old. So he's a year old, a year away from 60. He can't have no interest in looking after no youth. Yeah. So I've been bumped around with people. So when all the other people were telling me, all the people that saw the potential were telling me that, you know, you got this and if you just calm down and settle down, blah, 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 you do this thing you would be very smart and intelligent. I couldn't see it because the main person who's supposed to tell me this thing is telling me, oh, <laughs> you know, you would never be nothing. It's not until when Fu came into my life, I realized, yeah. hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think about myself anymore. And the little that I know is not interested. So no, when I came to England 1999, my sister realized I'm not all there. Yeah. So she said, bro, what you want to do? And I said, yeah, I would like to. Ray, ray, ray. So that's when self-taught become my guy. Yeah. And I did went to college and I did went to uni. But 
when I went there, I've already knowledge others because all of a sudden reading is my thing. All of a sudden craving knowledge is my thing. Yeah. When I went bankrupt 2008, that's when time financial literacy become my best friend. Mm. So with all that time, I look at it because the school system failed you and it failed Kimani. Michael get kicked out of out of school and went to Pru. So at that time, I think I need to start my own thing. Yeah. And all the children that have any impact, the the motto was once you walk through that door, come into our yard. Yeah. When you leave there, you can't leave the same way you come out. Uh. So when we were running all of these little programs and running play scheme with J-Star, big up J-Star. And yeah, we're going to touch on that in the next episode. Definitely going to touch on that in the next episode. So, yeah, every children that comes in there, we had to make sure that something different because when I used to pick them up from school, the teacher used to complain, oh, yeah, you know, they were a bit chatty and they were a bit rude. And, rare, rare. and all I realised, they just want to express themselves. And some of them are shy to the point where people are overpower them, so they couldn't talk. So, yeah, that was the situation why we set, where I set up that program and what I wanted to start in my own school. We was close to it, but then we had some people who wasn't, who never see the vision, so all they care about were accolades and getting MBE and re, re, re. So, all the plans are still in the box in the attic, but it never came to fruition because if you remember when you like, were coming from school is everybody used to sit in the front room after dinner yeah and we all go through the same thing and everybody understand what was going on at the end of it yeah yeah and i feel like that's what propelled a lot of us because everyone was at a different stage there you go yeah so that was the plan but it, it unfortunately i get took out the fall and it all went south for a bit and yeah so <laughs> we're still recovering from that one still yeah so all right so let's let's look at this from a competitive standpoint right yeah so look at some of the top tech companies in the world like tech firm as they call it multinational comp- company okay so the ceo of google sunda i can't pronounce his surname because it's p-i C-H-A-I. He's been at that company from 2015 and he's still there now as a CEO. Yeah. Yes, and Google has gone through many changes. Many, many changes. This man is from India. Yeah. He was head-hunted. That is why the, with the big, bigger nations are looking for people who, so all of these tech companies, they want the smartest people to be the head of it. They don't care what color you are, what race you are, as long as you got the skills and the drills to make them be the best. Yeah, cause they, all they're looking for is the best of the best. There you go, because Google is what? A 200 billion plus turnover a year from advert and, and, and all of these things. Yeah, yeah. And they're the number one in the search engine for God knows how long. <laughs> As long as I can remember, God, you me- remember the days where it used to be Yahoo and Arx Jeeves? Arx Jeeves? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, Yahoo still exists, but... Arx Jeeves. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't even know what we're talking about right now. Arx Jeeves, yeah. Then you had, you had Mozilla thingy. What? Mozilla? Yeah, I remember Firefox. Um, Firefox and Bing. Bing's still there because it's Microsoft thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what 
what I'm saying is all of a sudden Google just sitting in that spot and ain't going nowhere till it become a it's become a what a speech mark or thingy ask Google. Ask Google is that a thing? Oh, 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 Google it. Yeah, yeah, Google it. That's the new thing. Back then it used to be ask Jeeve and now it's Google it. There you go. Yeah. So when you look at it from a construct, these people are competing. Yeah. So if if and I want to say this. But I want people to understand the reason why I say this. I don't want, because you see some of my other people, and I'm going to say this too, because uh, to be honest, I don't even care if you say what you say at the end of this, because you're ignorant to the fact that you don't see it from the perspective that the, the example is coming from. You see it from it like it's a bash thing. So I'm going back to come forward so you can understand where we are. Yeah. Um, many, many years ago. Uh-huh. That's history for us, right? Yeah. Our ancestors who, who were slaves, by law, wasn't allowed by law to learn to read and write. Yeah. And they fought and fought and fought and fought and fought and fought until it changed. Until it changed, yeah. Now, our children can be sitting in any one of the best universities. Yeah. With anybody in the same classroom. Yeah. Getting tutored by the same tutor or professor or whatever they call himself, right? That would have turned a blind eye hundreds of years ago, yeah. You could even walk in the building. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Let alone sit on a table. Shit. Use the same toilet. Yeah, colored toilets. They're on the left. Yeah. So, the point I'm making here, mm -hmm. we standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Looking in the distance. But the reason why we can't see in the distance because our mind is clouded with the same old bullshit. Our ancestors set the tone for us. For us to be sitting in any university with anybody and pass out with the same guy next to us yeah. with the same qualification. The reason why we don't really get the top jobs because we don't have no institution for ourselves for we to compete with the others. I'm going to say that again for everyone that wasn't listening clearly. The reason why we don't get the top jobs is because we don't have any institution for ourselves to compete with the others. So when they come out, their people can employ them because they trust them. They don't trust us because they say we got bad attitude and rare, Yeah. When Jay-Z, 50 Cent, T, Diddy, all of these folks, Kanye West, even though people, rare, rare, we're going to talk about the man for what he's achieved, not for him. Um, what's the guy that died the other day? Uh, Virgil. That's it. Yeah, Virgil. They man, they pave ways when they sit in the room. You think you can look at him for his skin tone? Yeah, look at him for what he's about. Yeah, yeah, what he's accomplished. Yeah. He's a competition now, so everybody want to grab him. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, yeah, I hear that. So this is what I'm saying about competition, and this is not just for black people, it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yeah. If you're not competing, you can't really compete with the next economy block. Yeah, and your children is always going to be playing catch-up to Agwan because you now become lackadaisic and lazy and allowing the school to drive your children to the wrong way. You know how you hard, you struggle, but you're still trying to teach your children the same lesson you've learned? Yeah, that's kind of nuts, isn't it? Because this is a topic for financial literacy, but we're going to talk about it in a little, so you get an understanding. Yeah. Back in the days when they talk about... Um, good job on pension you used to be in a job for 25 30 40 years when you retire they give you a gold watch and a massive pension plus an investment that you invest in, in that company right yeah now you're lucky if you last two years in that job day right yeah it's a fact yeah, yeah, yeah. if you there for 
five years you doing it. You holding this shit down. Yeah, you're holding something they're together. Looking, they're always looking to cut costs. So if they can't find somebody as half as good as you yeah. for a cheaper price, they're kicking you out the building. Yeah, you're gone. So imagine you was in a hundred thousand job. Uh huh. You're getting four grand a month. Mm-hmm. Or whichever, after tax and whichever, yeah? Yeah. When you retired, you ain't getting that four grand a month. So you telling me you're gonna get four grand a month pen- pension when they're gonna if you got two pension they're gonna tax the second one heavy. So you telling me you can survive because when time you retire from your job, you're financially worse off. So you telling me you gonna survive after that full that money you getting from pension with the rise of inflation. Well, come on now. Well, so I think it's about time we start. You guys start listening and learning about this financial literacy. It's coming at you so guys soon. We we talking about this thing from a standpoint that if we don't set up the children, who's gonna be our future? Because you see. You lot who are working today. Yeah. He's paying the people tax who retired. Well, so these people always get claim in their pension. You are the one who's paying the tax, right? Yeah. Because you pay the tax so they can get their pension. That's kind of fucked so up when you, when you think retire, about it, though. Who's going to pay your tax because there's nobody working because a robot is doing a job? Yeah, that's the truth. So, so they need the COVID-19, isn't it? So we need to be in the peripheral of what's going on here instead of sitting in the background talking one heap of bollocks and we jumping on bandwagons and we computer, we we keyboard warriors or we social media mobsters and we start bashing people with a little bullshit comment and you're talking shit out of context and not align because you feel like you're on the right to talk this shit. Yeah. Yeah. But you just an opinionated prick. And your opinion don't even have no base. No base at all. We're not bashing people, we're just saying this is something I'm passionate about. Yeah. And I'm glad you touched on the point that when young people used to come to the house, we used to all sit in the front room and we do the board work and all of that stuff so everybody could be at the same, not saying they're at the same level, but imagine the younger ones who were keeping up with the older ones. Yeah, by the time they touch school ne- the next week, they're on a whole different echelon, you feel me? There you go, and teachers are saying, oh yeah, the behavior changed, they're more focused. Yeah, because we're doing what we're supposed to do. Doing the one-to-ones that parents are meant to be doing at home. But then we can't even blame parents either because they're caught up in the rat race where they need to pay them bills, right? Yeah. But that takes us into our next episode topic, which will be parenting, you know what I mean? Yeah, so when we close this off, then we rock into it. But the point I'm making is, yeah, if we can't compete mm-hmm. with the way things work, because remember, people don't like changes. Yeah. Because it's the unknown. Uh-huh. Is it? Uh-huh. And we touched about some of the stuff that people refuse to change. And, yeah, if we go to the, the depths of not knowing and not understanding. Yeah. And you have to hope and to change because the weather change, the season change. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we got summer. And then when summer finish, we're going into autumn, and then from autumn, we're going into winter. Whether you bitch about it or not, it's, it's still happening. still going to happen, yeah, every year, on cue, every, yeah. But then this is the thing about nature, because nature does not discriminate. Yeah. Nature is not prejudice. Yeah, but people are, though. If, if you live in a area where it's hurricane, or, or, or storm, or whatever, a strong wind, yeah. I'm sure everybody's going to get it. It's not excluded who's got money from who isn't. Yeah, it's true. It's the same thing if you live in a flooded area. No matter how much you build your ass house well, you're still going to get flooded. 
not racism you had it here first the racism is come from capitalists yeah. if you're a capitalist you racist because you race into capital as an opportunity yeah so we misconstruing the word no we misusing this word oh yeah they're so racist how about what yeah. you have the people that ask them if they're a capitalist and they said no but you live in a capitalist society seriously so why do you live here then mm. you should go and live in a communist community but you're not a communist anyway so why would you go there and live and I wonder why you're not surviving because you're a socialist living in a capitalist society. I wonder why you're struggling. Mm. I think you put that one together very well. But do, oh, you, yeah. do you have any more topics Ooh. that you want to touch on for about education? Just to finish it off, yeah. we can go on all night. Yeah. The, what I'm saying here, you need to pay more attention to your children and you somehow... And I'm going to say I salute and I respect every parent out there yeah. that homeschool their children. And if you've had the money to send your children to private school, respect. But those people who don't have the time and the resources to homeschool or send their children to private school, just pay a bit more attention, please. Because that children, uh, sorry, that child or those children, if you've got three or four or one or two going to any farmer learning institution, at some point, they're going to be the adult at some point, and you're going to be the person going out while they're coming in. Mm. So don't you want them to have a better future than yours? Because you have to work some dead-end jobs just to keep roof over their head and food on the table. After that, because there's cash in job hand these days, is you. Wait, what did you say? You cut out there. What did you say? What did you say? You cut out just before them. What did you say? No, I'm saying cashing on jobs yeah. these days is a bit far and few. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when we go fully cashless, then what? They're going to bound to be existing, innit? There is no cashing on job whatsoever. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, let's play the game as it's supposed to be, no? Yeah. Well, guys... Thank you guys for joining us on episode four, Masterclass, Double S and Zilla. We've been running for an hour. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. We really gave it to you guys about education leading into parenthood. Hopefully we'll see you guys on episode five. Like I said, we're available on Apple 
Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify and Stitcher. Shout out to Red Circle once again for hosting the podcast and the link is in the description for the exclusive access. It's going to be a good night from me, uh, Double S, and I'm going to let Zilla say peace, but peace to you lot, peace! Yeah, blessings every time. Love, joy, respect, manners. Look after yourself. And like I said, pay attention. And look after the young ones because they're the ones who have the future. Blessings every time. Zilla.